0: this is so many sequels i'm josh i'm andrew i'm Garrett, and i'm david oh my gosh it's finally time to talk about this freaking movie no time to die the latest james bond movie the last movie from daniel craig um we tried we were gonna do this last year obviously when the movie was we're gonna do this as our premiere right it was gonna, be, gonna be more or less
1: this was the 2020 big plans. We were kicking it yeah. off with James Bond. That was yeah. going to yes. be our big series opener.
0: And as everyone now knows, that didn't happen. Uh, this movie got pushed back 18 months. It just came out um, a couple of days ago as of our recording. So um, it's been a long time, but we're here.
2: Wow. We're here to talk mm-hmm. about
0: it. Um, it's wild. Like I said, this is the final movie starring uh, Daniel Craig as James Bond. So this is the final movie in his... Um, <coughs> series uh we've got a lot of culmination going on in this one uh you will almost certainly hear spoilers in this discussion so be warned now that there will be spoilers in here and uh if you are a, a big fan um then i can't stress enough that the spoilers will ruin a lot of things for you so uh go away if you're scared of spoilers okay okay good so in this one Bond is still uh trying to get over this whole Vesper thing. He's got he, he's got Swan with him, Madeline Swan. Um, some things hit the fan. She's got secrets. Rami Malik is there as a brooding, looming, um, really kind of classic Bond villain in a lot of ways. Um and Spectre is, of course, also ever-looming in the background. So um, let's just start out with some initial thoughts. Who would like to go first on what you thought about No Time to Die?
1: Hmm. Uh, who wants to go first?
0: Uh, uh, there, I feel like there's nervousness in the in the room. I want to go first, but also, you know, I didn't want well, to go for it. If you want to, go Everybody for it. Everybody else is yeah.
1: hesitant. I'm just going to say that... The first two movies in this Daniel Craig series, I was like, uh. the last three, loved it. Then No Time to Die, what a send off. What a great way to finish off, uh, not just uh, uh, a run, but also just like a series in general. Uh, it had everything I think you would want. It had action. It had uh, good character moments. It had a pretty compelling story um you know it's sort of surrounded by the meta story of this is daniel craig's last james bond so a lot of elements that i think he would want to stand out kind of go by the wayside a little bit because you're just always thinking this is the last one knowing it's the last one kind of i think kind of impacts how you think about it in a lot of ways that said it didn't let me down i really enjoyed it i feel like I feel like you can really divide the the French this particular run into two sections, and this like from Skyfall to No Time to Die is actually a really good trilogy. Um, If you didn't watch Casino Royale or Quantum of Solace, I think you'd be okay starting with Skyfall and just watching the last two. Sorry, you you know you have even more benefit watching the first two, but Skyfall to No Time to Die, great. Daniel Craig is so good here. Um, You really get I feel like even more emotion from him than ever before whether that is him pouring his heart out to Madeline um and professing his love or whether that's him spoiler first spoiler warning uh literally trying to choke the life out of lowfeld uh it is uh just a lot of range and a lot of uh, more character than I feel like we've seen from Bond uh, or that you expect from James Bond uh and and then there's also you know there's good humor too uh, this was fun and exciting and cathartic in a lot of ways. And um, really, uh, uh, just I think it was visually very, very well shot, too. There's a lot of interesting shots, uh, not to be outdone by Sam Mendez. The director here sneaks in a very fun one take shot uh, going up the stairwell. Uh, after some grenades are dropped on them, so that's a lot. Of, so was a lot of fun. So uh, I totally enjoyed it, and I'm gonna have a hard time figuring out the rating for it.
3: Yeah, I don't have too much else to say as far as like good, except uh, one of the things that I really appreciated in in this one is they they changed up the structure from what you normally get uh, from at least from this series of bonds, which is you normally have a big action sequence, starting things off, and James Bond is doing this big action stuff, normally ascending to some crazy heights, making everybody feel uncomfortable because he could fall at any point in time and die, right? In this one, you get the villain. And boy, it really did a good job of setting up uh, uh, Rami Malek and and building him over time. I mean, he, he was there at the beginning, and he really set the tone of creepy. And then he kind of faded and you kind of saw him, but as he continued to grow, especially in the second half of that movie, he just got so much more menacing as the stakes continued to build and you saw what they were doing. And so I think that that is a really good setting for this movie too, is where they did a good job of setting things in a very small personal scale. And then as you see the story unfold, it gets bigger and bigger and the stakes rise and more and more is happening. And it really um just sets a great tone. And and for a, a nearly three hour movie, a three hour experience, including trailers and everything, it didn't feel it. It was well paced, it was well structured. And I I, you know, I kind of got a little tired at the end, but I mean, it is a three-hour movie, so that just kind of makes sense. But at no point in time did I feel like it was ever too long. It it continued to pace really well. So it was, you know, just overall so many things that It gave me, and then it even started with, you know, the James Bond walking and shooting and the thing. So that sets the the James Bond tone too. Uh, So I think it delivered it fantastically.
0: Cool. Andrew?
2: Fuck. So like, (laughs) I, I have to say, this was everything that I wanted out of James Bond. And if I have to say anything at all, shit, was this worth the wait? This really was. Like, mm. this really was. I mean, this was like the first big movie to like, to like, stop uh due to the coronavirus. And it basically got put on hold. And I'm so happy, I'm so happy that they decided to release in theaters and not just streaming. Because I don't think, I don't think the experience would be the same. Number one. Number it two, is. it it's, it's such it's such a good send off and yeah garrett you're right there's at no point in time at no point in time did i ever feel bored in the movie you know it it, it was it was almost three it was 2 hours and 45 minutes long no and i'm just like man this this really needs to pick up the pace here no it did none of that so it was a thoroughly entertaining movie you get a lot of good action you get a lot of great characterization. Rami Malek uh, was a great, great villain. Um, you really can't get. It's between this and Skyfall uh, about yeah. which one is better. But like, shit, I was just like so blown away. I saw this this morning. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I saw it this morning. I went to the movies this morning and saw it. So. I'm, like, still kind of reeling in from it. It's still pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, no, if you can, go see it in a movie theater right now, if you can. <laughs> I don't care yeah, if you're yeah, at work. Yeah. Just stop doing what you're doing. You have no time for work. You have all yeah. the time for James no Bond. Time work. <laughs> and definitely stop watching or
0: listening to this podcast, because we haven't really spoiled you yet. Uh, but I promise you it's coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I agree with uh you all, each of you made some very solid points. Uh I, you know, David, you talked about uh Bond himself and a lot of these emotional moments we get from him. Nailed it, totally nailed it. He he is a much more deep character in this one. Um you see his his experience with love, which is not um, it's kind of been a thing a feeling he's gotten more used to over the course of these movies. Um, You know, first, his first love was Vesper and, and her betrayal really screwed with him. And, and now he's with uh, Madeline and he still has trust issues. And we see in this movie, those trust issues are uh, come back in full force and, and are justified in some ways, but you do get that. You get that emotion in that Blofeld scene. You really get it in the very end. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff there. Mm. Um, mm. I do think um, you know what I want to. I couldn't remember his name. the 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 character that Rami Malik plays, um, uh,
1: Saffin, is his last name. Saffin. Saffin's what I retained.
0: Yes. Yeah, L- yeah. yeah. So Sefin. I do. I I really enjoyed getting hit. Getting that character introduction in the opening scene because um, it does kind of change the perspective a little bit where you now kind of have this th- hanging thread that you can grab onto later in the movie. Um, th- that opening scene is creepy um, with the mask he's wearing and how it gets half blown off and just just the the stalking nature of that scene where they're in this,, uh, you know, secluded house in the snow and it's just the, the woman and the, and the young version of Madeline. And um, it was creepy. And then to see her life spared at the end of that scene um, also opens a lot of questions that are answered later. So a lot of good stuff there. And then Andrew, I completely agree that this is exactly what I wanted out of a bond movie too is exactly what I wanted out of a finale for sure. Um, I feel like it gave me what I wanted. And then some, in a lot of ways, because. Um. Hmm. Well, spoiler time. <laughs> uh, they don't, they, no, they've never, no one's ever killed James Bond before, um, but they yeah, made no. the choice to kill him at the end of this one. Um, James, James Bond is no more. Um, And that really threw me because I never saw that coming. What I, I'll tell you what I really thought was going to happen was, you know, uh, a Dark night Rises type thing where he fakes his death and then we go to a scene with him in Paris or something.
1: Yeah, sipping you know, in Italy or something. You no, know,
0: like they made sure we see him get blown to smithereens by those missiles. And that was powerful. Like I was a I was feeling emotional during that scene. Um, you know, he's on the walkie talkie with Madeline with his in his last moments. Woo. <laughs> it yeah, got me. Ahead. I just didn't think I didn't <clears throat> think they would do that to him. I will say, I don't know. Did anyone here stay to the very end? No, no, I didn't. So we didn't, I didn't either, but I did read that there's not a scene at the end, but they do make sure at the very end of the credits to say James Bond will return. Oh,
1: well, so taking a
0: little nod there. Okay. They're playing. You, you know, running. that was a. A thing that I was going to be interested in
3: to see how they take it next because I because of how they chose to end this particular character. And it, yeah. it's interesting to see, especially they have a lot of choices to make with this franchise. I mean, do they try to replicate what they've done and tell a, a, a different kind of James Bond story over an arc of time with a new character? Or do you go back to episodics but make them more realistic than campy? You know, maybe revisit something like Goldfinger and instead of make it campy, you make it more realistic and make it um, a more modern version of something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I think that those are some interesting choices that they make, because, yeah, you're going to be compared to what I think most people would now say is the best incarnation of James Bond. So, again, how do you take that and and not make it the exact same thing? Because this told a story. So now you have to choose do you tell a different story or do you do missions in a, in a different way? I mean, how do you go forward now that this entire story isn't, and, and again, you have a, a, a interesting setup where you have a previous 007 and you could follow that character and, and that sets up, you know, a 007 issue, but uh, her name is clearly not James Bond in that movie,
2: but. It's Janie Bond. <laughs> Uh, no. no, I know. Maybe more creative. Well, I mean, oh, never mind. But uh,
1: yeah, there's there's a lot of different ways they could decide to go with it. It's gonna be interesting to see what they decide to go with. Um, you know, Daniel Craig isn't. I don't think he's the oldest person to ever play James Bond. But when he started, he was in his, I think, early 30s, and so maybe there's an argument. And I think a lot of the other actors have been pretty close to that age too. Maybe there's an argument made for going younger having a younger james bond maybe someone in their mid 20s or, or earlier and then gives you kind of a longer time span for you to see james bond grow and evolve um or you know uh, yeah i don't know there's there's a, a lot of a lot of different choices they could make going forward with this franchise
0: yeah 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 um andrew i want to ask what you thought about the ending being the other uh James Bond fan in the room. How taken aback were you by what by what they chose to do? And how That's did you
2: feel heavy, about it? I okay. There's very few moments whenever I like I don't know. I, I feel just kind of overwhelmed at movies, especially like this, like especially when Iron Man died or, or when uh or uh, like towards the end of Indiana Jones and last crusade, whenever, whenever Indy's father is suddenly healed and all of a sudden we're kind of getting back into this uh, or when all the main characters from star Wars died.
0: Yeah, man, it's it's Han Solo with a lightsaber through the chest for me.
2: I will say that like, I will say that like his death to me, I mean, we're since we're kind of going this route, and we have been now for like the last four or five years, this sort of exchanging of the torch, you know this 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 title changing hands. you know it 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 can only result in a character's death. so towards the end, I didn't think I didn't know if he was gonna die, but i was I was kind of hoping for a dark night yeah. type of ending, but when they said when they when 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 he finally did pass away and we see that missile, you know, pretty much obliterate him. I was just like pretty much in awe at that point. I was just like, oh my god, they actually killed James Bond. Like, yeah. It took twenty you know, 20 some odd movies to kill him, and they finally did it. You know, now it's just like, oh, what well, do I, we do now?
1: And yeah. I think from, from this perspective of how they were telling this story as not being so much uh disconnected but being a series of events that slowly play in i mean they're referencing this movie they reference the very first movie and they reference uh you know mr white is a character that he you know he's hunting at the beginning of quantum of solace and it's his daughter that he's with here so like as a as a quint trilogy right of movies like it it makes a certain amount of sense for the movie to have that ending.
3: Hmm.
1: And so um, as it was happening, I was like, you know, I'm surprised they're going to go with this, but I kind of respect it. And I was actually, I actually really respected that they didn't have some sort of uh, secret. He's he's alive appearance, you know, or something like that, because uh, ultimately, you know, he's not, they're not, also, you know, that like I talked about this meta story of this being Daniel Craig's last mo- movie, you know, he's not coming back so like yeah it would just feel cheap to be like well i know they're not gonna do this again so there's no so uh i really liked it i i i think it's a, a gutsy move and i also think from a storytelling perspective it makes a lot of sense um it does it and does. and what a, and it's such a it's such a great no. diabolical way to go about it too uh is the way saf and you know like basically uh, puts him in a position where it's 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 more or less the only choice you know?
0: yeah i i i liked that that twist a lot um mm-hmm. where where they do leave no other option because of the nature of this bioweapon that is um you know the biggest risk of this movie um, it's the nanobots in bond's body are basically programmed to kill madeline and his daughter if he touches them. So how can he live a life without the people he loves? Also, uh, James Bond has a daughter now. <laughs> Surprise. Fascinating, which I, I wish I could take credit for this, but I will have to uh, throw it to a letterbox review that I read. Very surprised that that man can have kids after what was done to him in uh, Qu- Casino Royale.
1: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> you know, you can go over time, you
0: know. I, uh, they, they seem pretty pulperized. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
0: God. Yeah. Uh, you know. but, but you know what his he, that's that's james bond he uh he's got strong swimmers he overcomes yeah, the he you know and
1: i i remember after watching that i was just thinking man vesper needs to be tender with him after that oh, like right. yeah. <laughs> well,
0: and how cool Let's is it too it. that like this is the movie where we're gonna you know we're gonna kill bond in this movie but it has to be worth it mm. so Weird, he's dealing with stopping a bioweapon that would basically Thanos whoever they want in the world. Um, yeah. with with again almost a snap of a finger, with this chemical bioweapon, um, they can precisely target who they want to just drop dead. Yep. Uh, so that is a world ending event, and that is the only thing worthy of James Bond's life. So,
1: well, that and and the risk of his of his the his loved ones, you know. Yeah. Because, because I mean, James Bond could have sacrificed himself to save the whole world a million times over mm-hmm. in various movies, but he doesn't. He always manages to get away. This is like he makes, you know, he basically has to make a choice. And well, let's face it, even if he wasn't, I mean, he he had a hard, he was gonna have a hard time getting away anyway. But always um, away. I, I want to say to the writers um, that when they push this movie, you know, from twenty twenty made a lot of sense. I want to say that um, it's an interesting idea, a small uh, group of nanobots that infect one's bloodstream and basically can kill anybody that comes into contact with somebody. But I have to ask, why now? Yeah. Uh, not you know, a great time to be pushing the idea that governments have tiny nanobots that they can slip in your bloodstream and uh, kill targeted enemies. Yeah. It, it, you just uh, would-
0: if you were to go back to our um, early March 2020 episode where we talk about this movie being delayed, um, yeah. we mentioned or it's mentioned the idea that um, it was a financial move, right? Because the, mm-hmm. Chinese, the China theater market was down at that point. Um, but I've seen it also floated now that the movie's out that perhaps it was a strategic decision because the fact the studio knew it was a movie about basically a world-ending virus. (laughs) And maybe that point of time wasn't the best time to go forward with with a story like that. Whereas now, um, I think we can handle that, but also now, David, you are right, people uh, will definitely believe that there are nanobots in our bodies.
1: Yeah, I mean- When they, when they, when they, I was like, when it was just a virus early on in the movie, you know, the target's DNA, I was like, okay, well, that's a little close to home right now. Uh, It's not obviously (laughs) not the same, but you know what I mean? Just this virus that can spread and basically you can program it to target whoever you want, but then it becomes nanobots. And I was like, no, not nanobots. Not
0: not microchips. There's a movie we didn't need in April, 2020. I don't know. Everybody was watching Contagion
3: and uh, mm-hmm. Outbreak or whatever not, whatever the other one was. Um, True. So. But I, those, <laughs> later, do, do, do those have tiny machines? I don't know. Okay.
1: Um,
3: I really appreciated the women characters in this movie. I didn't okay. feel like they were. There's my beef. I'm going to get to my beef part there. I feel like you and I might have the same one. We'll see. Um, I said. I really enjoyed the level of character development that they gave all of the the characters. Um uh, uh 007 Naomi was fantastic in in her portrayal. I mean, she kicked ass just as much as anybody. I mean, for real, give her the next Bond movie. I don't care, throw it in there. I want to see her story. I want to hear her 007 thing. Hey, she was she was intimidating LaShana Lynch. She's good. Absolutely. She was great. Um I don't know how to say her name, but Madeline Leia Word, like I, I don't know. I, I uh, don't want to. I don't want to butcher it, and I know I will. But she was right. great as Madeline. Yeah. Um, she 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 got a lot of character um, mm-hmm. throughout this movie. You saw again. She opened it as the kid. Um, you learned that she has a kid, and it has been handling that along with her heartbreak of Bond and and being um, Blofeld's therapist and and psychotherapist and all of that stuff. Uh, and then uh, you were told that Anna Diarmas was going to be in it, and she was for like a hot second, but not enough because her character was very interesting. I mean, she was a, a different type of Bond character, where she was like not into him. There was like no sexual attraction, which is normally what Bond runs into. And, and any time that it kind of led to that, she was like, <laughs> "No, no, thank it you." Green. Yeah, and yeah, she was very, very uh, yeah, training for like three weeks, but she was yeah. whooping everybody's butt. I mean, also give her another, give her a chance to be a bomb, like I don't care. Saying. Um, I, I really enjoyed just all of the characters and the way they set them up, except for the fact that uh, Anna wasn't Anna more. Exactly, exactly.
1: Write her out of the movie. Not worth it, not worth it. It was a go to the bathroom and miss it part of the movie. I do because feel like it was fun, but not really necessary. And you're gonna give her what, 12 minutes? Yeah, like, 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 just, just don't do it. Just don't. No, do
0: I disagree over the with that. Hard. Disagree. She's
2: barely in the movie. No. I feel like, like, her part like, is. is so
0: good. Her part is, is great, right. and
2: her part is, I,
0: is
1: good. It's and her part is, is the, the movie is where you know you're never gonna see her again. Yeah,
2: never gonna see like her again. Everything like, that everything that you see her in is in the trailer.
1: Exactly. I so with that. Exactly. Her. I mean, if she had stuck around for the whole movie, great. But basically everything that happens in that whole sequence, James could have done himself. Like he didn't really need her. She was just walking around going, oh, I found him, great. Walk over and go get him. I shoot a bunch of people, that's it. She doesn't help, she's no. She's of no help. She's great, but like the scene works without her. Uh, love her though. And I wanted her to be in all of the movie. I wanted yeah. her to be everywhere. Uh, so very disappointed in that, but uh, looking much, very much forward to where
3: she goes to next. Anna Thomas. Is it Anna or Anna.
0: Anna. I say Anna. Josh, you look like you have anger in your heart. I just don't understand the concept of wanting more of her, so choosing none.
1: Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that's if you're gonna don't, put her in, don't the character make the character's worthless is what I mean. Is from a character perspective, she no, there's no point in her being there. No point in the character being there. So, like, don't if you're gonna have that character, don't put an awesome actress in the spot where I'm gonna want more of her. Because I'm never going to get her again. It's not like they're going to make another James Bond and she's going to come back. No. They're going to start a whole new cast.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Wouldn't I it be weird know. if they made a new James, they, the next James Bond they do, the entire cast comes back except for Daniel Craig.
2: <laughs> and they just like, you know,
1: he, he, you know, that series is, that's it. like, there's reboot everything. But Ralph Fiennes still there. Lashana Lynch is still there. Anna Darmus comes back. Uh, uh, ben Winshaw is still there. And they just knew James Bond. Just act like nothing
3: happened. Wouldn't that
0: be weird? <laughs> that would be <laughs> Yeah, that would be weird. But, I mean, it could work. I mean, Judy Dench played M in Pierce Brosnan's Bond as well. So, like, it doesn't matter. Isn't
1: yeah. that weird that she carried over? Don't matter. I, <laughs> so
3: strange. I find it strange, but... I was thinking, gonna Google something. If I don't you're
1: want thinking to
0: remember. too hard. Just yeah. delete. It don't matter.
3: Well, what yeah. else do we got? Do we got anything else we want to discuss or talk about? We want to move into the, you know, the. I feel like Fantastic. It's a Bit of a surprising box office thing, personally.
0: How much time, time we, we got? We got time. We have no time to die.
3: Hello.
0: <laughs> I like that hey, they worked you know, that into the movie too. Um. Uh, Billie Eilish
1: and her opening number. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I, lo- I like the song a lot.
1: I thought that the title sequence actually might have been the weakest of the the four or five movies, but the song was great. Like, the title sequence weakest. for this one was all over the place. I was like, there's no there's no overall theme here.
2: I, I actually really liked it. Mm, that's I really fine. Like, I, I, I think it linked very well to the movie itself, but that's a whole other discussion. No, that this, yeah. the title song... I've been listening since February of 2020, which was 17 years ago. Um, but no, it's a very good theme. It's a very building theme. Uh, definitely a lot better than the last one. I mean, I yeah, can't remember last what one. Writing on the Wall, me. was
1: that what that one was called?
2: Yeah, by Sam Smith. See, that
1: was one where I liked the title sequence, the, the animation and stuff more mm-hmm. than I liked the song. And now I have the kind of the reverse here. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I think we should bring back more title sequences. I would love to see more of those. Uh it's just uh, you get all you get you, you get them in ending credit sequences now, which can usually be they yeah. sometimes are very cool.
3: I think of like yeah. the Black Panther ending credit sequence, it's really cool. You know, yeah. horror movies do it if they're trying to set a backstory real quick with all the newspaper clippings and stuff that they tend yeah. to go through. Then I always appreciate that. That's always fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, we, we do need to move on at this point. Okay. Let's uh Well, uh, talk about the opening weekend, which is about all we have right now.
1: Pretty much, you know, opening and over uh, opening domestically right now, we have its three-day total of fifty-six million dollars, which is a little lower apparently than most uh, estimates, but still not bad when you consider all the factors. Uh, It opened number one, uh, knocking down Venom, Let There Be Carnage into the number two spot. That brought in thirty-two million, so a pretty solid one-two punch there this weekend. At number three, in its second weekend, you have Adam's Family 2, uh, animated film, brought in $10 million. At number four, still smooth and strong, is uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, brought in 4.2. You can watch our review of that right now. And then uh, at number five, you have the Many Saints of Newark with $1.4 million in its second weekend. Um, internationally, uh, James Bond pretty much always does really well. Um, and right now, it is has brought in 257 million world, uh, internationally, giving it a worldwide total of 313 million, which is uh, which is good. I mean, that's good. Um, on the year, even just with that opening domestically, it's already the number 12 movie of the year. Uh, oh, sorry. Wait, hang on. Uh, it is the number uh, 14 movie of the year. Excuse me. Um, just behind the Boss Baby. Which it'll query quickly. Pass. It will never beat, boss baby. It won't. <laughs> baby's a boss. You no. can't beat um, the The movies, the movies that have uh, ru- that have won the pandemic so far are Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, Black Widow, F Nine, The Fast Saga, The Quiet Place Two, and Venom. Let there be carnage. That's your top five of the pandemic so far. I think James Bond will probably make its way up into that top ten before long. Um, and then internationally. uh... James Bond, or No Time to Die, is sitting, where is it, 313? It's sitting in the number nine spot already for international numbers. Nice. So it's doing well. Hi, Mom, uh, Korean or Chinese film is still number one, yeah. followed by Fast 9, Detective in, Detective Chinatown 3, Godzilla versus Kong, and the battle for Lake uh, Shengjin. So... Chinese market's doing just fine. Uh, that's it for me. Let's move on to the letterbox game, which I don't remember who
0: won
3: last
1: it's week. It's Andy
2: Roo. Oh, there
3: you that go.
0: Game.
2: All right. What do we all rate this?
0: Well, I'm going to guess. Uh, three point five. Okay, three
3: point five. Josh. Yeah. I mean, uh, gonna say 3.9 oh i was gonna say 3.7 wow every other there we go
2: okay so uh david Mm 3.9 garrett Mm 3.7 and garrett er, er, and josh 3.5 that's my name okay well one of you all is the winner (laughs) and i got it exactly right oh and it is Garrett with 3.7. Oh. There we go. Da, da, Garrett, da, 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 da. Garrett stepping forward. I will say it. that one, one of the reviews here is like, one of the reviews here says, this review may contain spoilers. Anna D Armis can kill me, and I'd say thank you. <laughs> 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 yeah, Absolutely true. And another one is... First forty minutes. Where's Anna Diarmas? Next ten minutes. Yay, Anna Diarmas. The rest of the movie, I miss Anna Diarmas. it. Really, was she was a very captivating character. No one like, promised
0: like, an Anna Diarmas movie. That's
2: but I, I, I agree that. that as soon as I nope. saw the
3: that scene end, I went, Same. okay, well, that was the end of that character because that was all I saw in the trailer. You
1: want yeah. to know, I want to compliment though. I want to give a shout out to a guy who's been in this franchise for a little while. And that's Jeffrey, Wright.
2: Yeah. Oh so yeah, sad. for sure. Yes. 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 Really, yeah. really yes. good. When Felix,
3: di- yeah. Spoilers. When Felix died, that was, that was a very heavy thing. And I think that was really the first like deep emotion that we got from Bond in this film. So I think was- that was really well played,
1: you know, yeah. like yeah. it's, he's not been like the most integral character, but we, we introduced him in Casino Royale, see more of him in Quantum. Kind of goes away for a little bit, but I think they really stuck the landing on making him feel like James Bond's sort of uh equal, maybe not equal, but you know, uh they were very respected, always. he's
0: like most trusted uh dude. Yeah, uh, yeah he was he's great, you know. And poor, poor bond, he's just losing everybody he cares about mm. at all times. Um, all right. Well then what are Did our
1: ever, ever play a likable character? Who? Will Billy Magnuson ever play a likable character? Oh. I've seen that man in like four or five movies and he's always a
3: dick.
0: It happens. Uh, uh, this I, is, a, I don't know. Somebody else go. What do you, what do you guys um, rate it? I can't decide. I need to hear I'm gonna I'm gonna give Andrew it Andrews. Star. Five stars. Oh, man, wow. I'm also giving it a five star. I loved every second.
1: And I wrestled with, I'm wrestling with this still. Um, What did I give Casino Royale? I gave Casino Royale where I, I think I gave Skyfall a four and a half. I think I'm going to say it's a five. Ooh. Like, despite my Ana Dharmas criticism. <laughs> I, gave it a five. I
3: won't overcome it, and it will be a four and a half from me. Okay, yeah. I'm fine with that.
1: Such a Simon Neville. I was almost a four and a half as well.
0: Well, that makes our final a 4.87. So it's a That is five. very high <laughs> compared to...
3: Some of the other
0: uh, the letterbox scoring. I don't care. Okay. That's true. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> okay, Where do we well. feel about the franchise as a whole? What would we, what are, all five movies together, what would you rate it?
0: Um, Because I can't decide yet. No Time to Die and Skyfall, uh, Casino yeah. Royale, Spectre, Quantum.
1: Yeah. I think as a series as a yeah. whole. Like if you took all of them together, I think this is a series, I would give it like, like a three point six,
0: the whole you know. series.
1: Yeah, so I feel like it has two really highs, one pretty solid, and then uh, one f- pretty forgettable. Two, I would say two solids, two greats, and one and one forgettable. So I'd give it like it a three point six. Respect. That's
2: respectable.
0: Yeah,
2: three three point five. I give it a three and a half. I don't know. I'll have to go average
0: my scores. Yeah, we'll so have, to, see what they add up we have to.
1: to figure it out. Not, that should be our new thing we do is we need to average the scores of the series and then see what our series scores are.
0: That's not highest
3: highest series at the end of the year. That'd be a exactly.
0: awesome. yes. That's fine. Ah, interesting. Okay. Bookmark, okay. bookmark this in the editing. Yeah, it's going have to remember that. Okay. Well, <laughs> right. that finally wraps up this James Bond series that we have been trying to do for well over a year now. I'm so, um, so, I'm so excited, but what do we do now? You'll be I'm moving. you so have to do awesome powers, right? At right? some point I'm yeah. sure it'll come up. If you're watching this show chronologically, we'll be doing Halloween movies next. If you're not, I don't, I don't know where you pick up. Wherever you pick up is where, what we're doing next. So we will see you guys then. Um, find okay. us online. So many sequels.com has all of our links. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube, and we will see you next time.